0: As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes.
1: On today's episode of Android's Dungeon, Harry Hall, JJB. AR. New games Kickstarter Madness Are you ready? 2021 Even though 2020 just started But just to think How good things will be And other stuff Stay tuned Welcome to CFRU 93.3 FM broadcasting at the University of Guelph, Guelph, Ontario campus. My headphones are cutting in and out. I get one channel, then I get another channel. This is...
0: Channel 3. This is
1: Channel 3, where you want to plug in your Nintendo 2. Place to be... (laughs) Nobody understands that anymore. Eric, do you even understand that? I have no idea what you're talking about. I hate you. The guy Um, in the studio across from us is looking for headphones. It, looked oh. over like, huh, <laughs> uh, oh, they've got them all. <laughs> we, we, we have the only, and they don't even work, so I'm not <laughs> sure what's going on. Uh, Android's Dungeon on CFRU. You are listening uh, either online at CFRU.ca or through the podcasts, or possibly through your TV on uh, one of the cable channels. I think it's Smart something like TV. 948. Not even Smart Joel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, radio TV. Radio on the TV, which yeah, is, uh, my parents used to do all the time. Uh, load up the jazz stations Is that what something? like, you get to the channels, you no
0: longer you no longer get visual? It's just, like, audio channels? Exactly. It's like once you hit a certain point.
1: Stingray. That's where you know after, you've gone too far. Then you go the, back down.
2: <laughs> yeah, It's after the good channels. All the yeah. pornography.
1: You're, like, way past that and on, too um the android's... 24 sports channels yeah right like because i want to see every baseball game being played
2: don't you want to watch a japanese junior league baseball game <laughs> actually Dodgers i kind of do
1: when you say <laughs> it like that um you can try us on instagram at uh i think it's androids dungeon just search instagram that or uh email us droid dungeon radio CFRU. uh i thought it was at chloe kardashian don't well, you're welcome to. I don't know if she's gonna be as receptive to your requests about or your complaints about board games. Uh I'm Jack and I'm joined by Harry Hall and Joel Bryant, both of which are reasonably good looking people. Hello, hello.
0: <laughs> We're all very good looking. Together
1: we are one handsome person. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not push it, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> we might we might not get kicked out of bed. That's the best we can do. <laughs> uh, we don't have faces for radio, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Uh, so let's get the ball rolling. Harry, what have you been playing recently?
2: Well we've been playing a lot of a, an old throwback, Zolkin. How Classic did that return? Classic <laughs> game from 2013. Uh, we started playing again because we bought the expansion, Tribes and Prophecies. Right. The expansion came out in 2013 as well, though. So it's uh, we're a little bit behind. I think
1: my expansion's still wrapped. I saw it on sale, and I just oh. was like, one day I'll play the expansion.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I, I really like Zulkin, or we really like Zulkin right. uh, as just kind of a, Here comes a the butt. Um No, no, no. Oh. It's an and. And, honestly, the, the expansion has a breathed life back into this game for us. Is that because of an extra whole gear or something it adds? No, it just... Uh, the thing is that it's the expansion called Tribes and Prophecies. The tribes are the important bit. The tribes are... At the beginning of the game, you just get two tribes. Normally, Zulkin, everyone starts off in, in a very similar spot. Yeah. But uh, with tribes, everyone gets two tribes. You pick one and keep it. And it just, like, fundamentally changes how you play the game. It turns Zulkin from, like, a... a General worker placement to a asymmetric worker placement. Hold on. So it's a starting
1: power? It, kind of. You, what you've described is something that I think has breathed life into many games, which is the asymmetric start that stops mm. people from feeling like every time they start a game is the exact same experience right. that.
2: And, and unlike a lot of these other asymmetric starts, the asymmetricity is not in the resources you get. Mm-hmm. The asymmetricity is. I <laughs> keep uh, saying uh, it, gonna it's going to get fine. <laughs> <that word>. <laughs> It's in how you interact with the game. Like, the basic, the <coughs> fundamental thing of Zolkin is that uh, you, pl- on your turn, you have to either place workers onto these gears or remove workers. Mm-hmm. But then with tribes, you get dealt a tribe that says every time you place two or more workers, you get to remove one worker from any any spot. Mm. Do you get and to it, take the advantage, obviously. And yet, and yeah, and you take the action of it. And it totally changes. You sit there, and you get your, tri- you pick your two tribes. You pick one, and you sit there, and you, like, think... It's like learning a new game in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because they're not just different starting positions. They're, You'll play the entire game differently. It's really cool. It's no longer set it and forget <clears throat> it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, that's kind of what I think Viticulture 2nd Edition was trying to do with the Mamas and the Papas of this. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to start on different grounds, but for the most part... And I think it does an all right job with this, but you can. There's obviously better mamas and papas and others, and there's obviously better yeah. choices at the start than others. And it's like, should I start with like a medium seller, or would you like two dollars like, hmm. right, 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 And the money may not be exactly right. Or you but,
2: get the you get the uh, mama or the papa that gives you the building that gets you another summer or winter card. The mm, cottage right it's from just, the get go. It's, it's just it's like, the best one. It's ridiculous,
1: yeah. but anyway, it's still the same idea. the The idea of like, okay, everyone's gonna have a slightly different start, and hopefully. You can branch out, and everyone kind of does their
2: own thing better. For sure. Which is, and I don't want to disparage Viticulture too much because no, it'll feel free. on It'll appear on Jules recently. Oh no, <laughs> it's what I just played. Uh, no spoilers. Like, we we don't really play Viticulture anymore because it's uh it's often the, the same. Like everyone starts off, best. there's kind of everyone starts off in a different position, but you're all trying to do the same things, and uh, you're all taking the same actions to well, get there. Speak for yourself. Or similar things to get there, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But uh, let's, let's
1: but no, but you, you've hit on the right thing, and that's what I was trying to get at with the the difference between. And I haven't played the expansion of Zul'kin, but the issue with video culture is the asymmetric start is that even though you may all start from a different thing, everyone's still chasing that that one type of thing you're trying to fit yeah, into. Even if you field. got star or what's that, sell the field. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make wine. Maybe I'll sell a bottle of wine, but yeah, I'm just doing right, other stuff. Do, for sure.
2: Yeah. Whereas with this, like uh, one of the tribes, for instance, is. Uh, if you don't know Zulkin, there's like four wheels, and each wheel has action spaces. One of the tribes you can get says, uh, uh, "Whenever you take an action on this wheel, actually you can choose to take the same level action from a different wheel." That's in, isn't and that it's like busted. <laughs> it's not busted, but it is bizarre, it's and it totally changes how that person plays the game. Yeah. But then I'm sitting there, and like Chelsea's playing that tribe, and I don't. She's doing her thing, and it seems strong but not overpowered right. and I don't I don't need to understand what she's doing for me to play the game. Yeah. And so it, it becomes uh it's good, yeah. So right. It's not like Root where you need to know when the wildlings or the yeah, exactly, the yeah. rebel alliance is going to come pop up. It doesn't it doesn't have that same level of uh, difficulty <laughs> to understand as Root.
1: Well, Roots, that's going to come up in a little bit. Yeah, uh more or less. Oh, for sure, no. for sure. But uh so on, this things. We don't have to read between the lines here. You wholeheartedly endorse the Zulkin expansion. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I like zulkan as a game, and I would recommend it, and I think if you're going to buy Zulkin, you you got to get the expansion. So would you
1: say, now? here's a better question, because sometimes this comes up in our discussion about expansion, is that do you need to buy the expansion right from the get-go? And some games you say yes. Other games you say, well, have you burned out on the base game? Okay, then use the expansion. Some, like Feast for Odin, I'll say, don't even start with the base game. Get regions and add it to it right away and some other stuff. Would you say this is
2: just... Open it and consider it a base game component? You don't have to buy it, but there's no reason not to. All right. I like so, that. <laughs> is it easy to get? It's, yeah, strict upgrade. I don't think it's difficult to find right now either, is it? How do you no, win Zulkin? So. It's surprisingly easy to find, considering it's now seven years old. Yeah, yeah, 2013, the expansion also came out at the same time. It's
1: a Czech games, uh, isn't it? Is it CG? Am yeah, I crazy? it is. Which is bizarre, because that's. I think that's the only... Kind of big non Vlad or um, full size Vlada and non Suchi game that I think they make. Could be wrong on that, but uh, now they've kind of moved almost all into like the, the party game type mm-hmm, stuff. Yeah.
0: Letter Jam. <clears throat> Joel, what have you played Vidi. recently? A little bit of Vidi. Uh, also, throwback Vidiculture, Splendor.
2: Lord's and, water, uh, Deep Lord's Deep. water. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is kind of theme for the show at this. For sure. We're gearing up to this. Yeah, we've also been playing a lot of uh, uh, what's that? Two oh, well, let's not forget Istanbul. <laughs> what's that? USSR, US. You know, Twilight Struggle.
0: Twilight Struggle. The, the yeah, you remember that Twilight game struggle. from 2004?
1: <laughs> yeah. Is that really when it came out? Uh, I think so.
0: Oh my god!
1: And it is still good. Still great. All right, yeah. so quick quick rundown. We already talked about Viticulture a bit. How'd your game go?
2: Great. Uh,
0: dominated the first game, then got stomped in the second.
1: You now, what was what changed in between the two? Um, Were you I playing th- base, Tuscany? In the
0: second game, I was over at Jason's, and I was teaching his friend, and I think I was just kind of trying to coach them through it, and then they just got the right cards. Everybody bought a cottage. Which is always a problem because then in it's the like base whoever, game. Goes, whoever goes first is going to play two cards <clears> every <throat> time in every season. And then you're just stuck there with like, okay, I've got seven blue cards. And <laughs> Can't even do I anything with I still need it. an order and maybe some grapes and yeah. i have to discard at the end. So. Yeah. yeah, so it was a bit messy, but uh, still a great game. Still think we should fix it. You know, market row, all that. We've talked about Fiddy so many times.
1: Just, I think we just need to play Venus. <laughs> And uh,
0: give something (laughs) new a try. But I still Um. love... Going back to it and cracking up. It the is bottle cozy though.
1: It's because I think it's one of those games that, and I say I've said this before, but there's not many games I feel like I, I can confidently say I understand and know what I'm doing in to the point where it's feel like totally in control of it. And I get upset when I know. Excuse me, has come up. What <laughs> time is this? Fifteen. Uh, but VidiCulture is probably one of the few games I can put up there as far as like I I feel like I know what I'm doing more or less in this. And game. you can
2: not play it for a year and open it up again. And exactly, sit down for just a nice, like casual tr- game yeah. of it. Walter. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah and the other thing is that you can totally sell it on the theme so this was kind of a situation where it was like i don't want to say casual <laughs> but <laughs> say a, a new new to games gamer uh showing up and we wanted to introduce them to something that was accessible right so you're looking at your worker placements and eh, maybe stone age <clears> but <throat> is it as interesting And I think viticulture is one of the most accessible worker placements you can throw down and say, look, here, we're going to crack open a bottle of wine. We're going to make wine. Here's the orders. You're gonna. But that's a gonna, lie, Joel. You're gonna get grapes. <laughs> you're gonna plant the grapes. You're gonna harvest the grapes. You're gonna make the wine, and then you're gonna put it on the boat. That's all you gotta do.
1: And I know it's untrue, and everybody knows it's untrue. But you know, in theory, <laughs> that's what you do in the game. And then you re- then you tell them it's all about these cards that are randomly <laughs> drawn from a deck. Yeah, just so yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, these you... visitors
2: critical. Yeah, <laughs> just you, hope you, you s- luck s- in You it. stomp your opponent by uh, <laughs> just never making wine.
0: Well, I just place my starting guy on like the the victory point spot, and then there's one, and then I I start selling and rebuying my field every round, and that's another <laughs> victory point. And then the cards give you victory points, and maybe you'll do it.
1: <clears> and I think it's worth noting that Jason, for some reason, doesn't like Tuscany. Uh, yeah, that what weird. do you say? It it makes the game too long. Yeah. Which I, loser? Yeah, he's obviously a loser. Opinion. Low energy, <laughs> not good. But. It's not totally wrong, but at the same time, it's like, okay, would you rather play a longer game that feels like you have more meaningful choices and you're actually playing a good game, or do you want to play something that feels random and predetermined and for the most part kind of like who goes this place first is considered to be for the sure. winner?
0: But on the other hand, I don't know, It's uh, I, sometimes I'd rather play the short one just to to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, it's not exactly a good endorsement. I understand.
1: <laughs> but if you want to introduce someone to something, you don't no, want I, to go to I, agree. Hours, I right? agree. I agree. All right. So, Vidiculture, uh, then what was next?
0: Well, Istanbul came before, but... Uh, Who cares? Yeah. Uh, still a great game. Still, I don't have any complaints about Istanbul. We played the base game. We have coffee. It's still sealed. <laughs> Just like your expansion of Zolkin. Yeah. In the wrapping, Uh, the problem with Istanbul and, like, playing the expansions, the expansion is a lot of fun, but it makes it bigger, more complicated. Just adds more things to explain. Tuscany. And, uh, And usually we're teaching the game, so. Yep. Don't want to break that. out.
1: I... Fair enough, and I I think base assemble is perfectly fine as it is. Yeah, oh, uh, it's beautiful. That's uh, it's definitely one of those games though that I think if you know what you're doing, you should be thoroughly crushing somebody who does not. Yeah, unless... you're never
0: you're never gonna win on your first game. It's like Agricola. It's like yeah. forget about it. Just enjoy the ride. And that's
1: why like if you're playing, so if two people know what they're doing, there's a wild card. Then it's just like you're both sweating because like, oh no, where are they gonna leave their worker? What are they gonna do? Oh, yeah. they're blocking. me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just... and we played five players, so it was like you were Madness. just throwing that money out. There's no way you're getting where you wanted to go with Paying something that
1: must have been kind of fun, though, in the sense that yeah. you're you're always kind of looking and you're just like <laughs> waiting for yeah, someone to pay, yeah, yeah.
0: And then sometimes places were like almost completely blocked off because there were two people there, and you have to pay no for way you're bucks. paying
1: both of those guys, yeah. so.
0: so that was a lot of fun. Cool. And then Waterdeep was an amazing game, I got like 230 points, which is definitely my personal best ever. And Sam beat me with, like, 238 Ooh.
1: by, I, I think she
0: got 13 One card. Lord cards and I got 12 Lord cards or something. It was nuts. Damn.
1: So that's definitely a knife's edge game with you two where it's just, like, there's no room for error because the yeah. other person well, is... You
0: train yourself on these apps. If you ever get a chance to play a game on an app and you have long drives or long trips or anything like that, you're going to end up on the plane or something, you know, you end up playing that up a lot. You with your, uh, what's the...
1: (laughs) Through the Ages. Through the Ages app. But I don't even know if I'd be any good against a person because I know how the computer plays and I'm just used to, like, dealing with their nonsense. But
0: Harry here is, like, calling me the expert when it comes to Twilight Struggle, but really, like, the only opponent I've ever beaten consistently is
2: a really stupid computer that cheats a lot. Joel uh, Joel spent nine hours playing Twilight Struggle on the way to Indianapolis. (laughs) I, yeah, a long <laughs> well, run. no, we
0: we waited <laughs> until four a.m. <laughs> to get our passes, and I was yeah, playing the whole yeah. time. I played so much, I felt
2: sick, and I had to stop <laughs> playing
1: for like a couple
2: days. <laughs> I-
1: I like Twilight Struggle. I don't like Twilight Struggle that much. <laughs> I'd rather just stare at the wall, I think, than... Nine hours. <laughs> but because smokes. of it, I know all the cards and Harry's... Yes. Right? Yes. We, yes. We
0: can still spend an hour debating, like, various card hand strategies. Yeah. Kind of
1: but that's the, what you've just mentioned, though, and the same thing, to an extent, with Through the Ages. Have you played it, Harry? Uh, no. The, the app, it, and we've talked about this again before, but it's one of the games that the, it's great to have a copy of, and I'd love to get it out, but every time you look at it, you think about all the setup and the bookkeeping and the fiddliness of it, mm. and then your mind just drifts over to the <laughs> computer that's right there, yeah. and it's it goes on sale so often that I think everyone should have a, have a digital copy of Through the Ages. Yeah. Um, but it's another game that it's one thing to know the mechanics and how to play a game, but a game that like Twilight Struggle, where there's so many cards, you have to understand what's coming up and what's going to be there. And that way, just like a veteran Twilight Struggle player knows what's going to be coming mm. and what to prepare around and what to expect and what to aim for, a veteran through the ages player will know, like, this leader's coming up or these sort of nasty wars or events can be in the pipeline, and this is what I should be aiming around, versus like, whoa, boy, this is a total shock to me, yeah, and I'm, sure. I'm crushed. But. It's just like that for me and Sam for Waterdeep, for <clears> sure. <throat> you know, we know every
0: single
2: card in that deck, and we're fishing for certain quests so that we can get to them. It's good to play games. Like, it's good to learn games and become good at games like that with a consistent group. Mm -hmm. It's really rough if you're the only new player, right? Yeah,
1: and it's not fun to be playing unless you've got somebody kind of really... And I'm one of those guys. I'd prefer to have... I need training wheels for enough and I don't think I'll have enough time... A good enough time playing it just like dumping me in a Twilight Struggle and just being like, okay, well... Really, this is on me. I gotta <laughs> learn this one. So.
2: Ha! You're putting influence in Israel. Idiot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, common mistakes. We talked about this uh, with Chris because Chris is learning. Boosting then, Japan. Come Chris, on, buddy. Chris has been stomping. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris has been consistently stomping Stefan. I really? Left, I left my copy there, so they haven't actually bought it yet. But they've been pl- they've probably played four or five games now. Good for them. That's cool. nice to hear. He's going to play
2: tonight. I am right after this. Where are you playing? At my house. You, of course. Do you have a copy? Uh, no, but uh, a close friend of mine in Kitchener is bringing over his copy. All right, he played like four times in the last three weeks. See, this, this is fantastic. For what, the quali- th- s- s- no, go
1: Please, on. no. I was just gonna say, there's some Renaissance of Twilight struggle I can't figure <laughs> out, but I'll, I I'll was take just it. gonna
0: say for the quality of the game, it's insanely cheap. It's like yeah, it's less than Forty bucks,
1: really? Yeah, hmm. and it, it, GMT has great production. I just want to put it out there. Like you can hate shits and all that yeah. stuff, but it's a f- when you open up a game with that, it, it's just. For sure, lovely.
2: We spent our downtime reading through like Cold War events on the outside of the box, which is really nice. Yeah, <laughs> and you can even open up the,
1: the appendix and read through each yeah. card, has a little history exactly, written yeah. about it. Which is, I hadn't cool. even heard of some of these things before. I was like, Oh, yeah. this is interesting. This is entertaining. Um, my what have you been playing recently is going to be very sad Uh-oh. because there has not been uh, many board games the played Witcher recently. 3. The Witcher 3 is as close to a game as I can oh, no. say. And it's a real game. But as far as board games go... Um, favorite video games. Yeah, log
2: on to The Witcher 3, play some Gwent. Uh, <laughs> see, I, all right, hold on.
1: I do have an actual game because I'm going to piggyback off of something we did. We played in this exit game. We did the second one of the oh, is it the, the two the, the catacombs of horrors yeah. or oh, horror or yeah. something and uh, I love
0: that last puzzle.
1: <clears throat> so we we're not I don't want to spoil anything. Yep. The it is I don't know if it's the hardest one we've done but it's I think it felt like the most difficult and f- fairest in general because yep. the the i think the night one or the haunted castle or the forbidden castle or whatever it was called i think it was the most difficult one we've done but it didn't feel fair just infuriated it just, right it was so you like painful. look up the solution you go
2: oh come on that's you know? exactly. well
1: yeah sort of right. for the castle is more just like just this, these looks of sadness yeah. that the how was i supposed to get it's, versus mm, yeah. yeah
0: it's yeah. you're right it's like it's like what you feel about the solution once you know yeah it. it's either like I should have had that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That was the castle. Yeah. It, like it, to if it had a subtitle, <laughs> that's the dumbest answer I've ever heard. Versus the catacombs, where 90 percent of it was like, oh, and then there was there's one involving you have to build this cube and there's a neat puzzle involving it, and that's all I'm gonna say. But it was. We didn't need to spend 35 minutes. We, didn't, we spent 35 minutes on this, and we were doing everything correct, but it just wasn't coming together in a, in a way that the designers, I think, intended it to, and for us to interpret, it and it was just frustrating. Um, but aside from that, I think all of them, we did a pretty good job, and aside from chasing a couple of red yeah. herrings here and there. but
0: You also played uh, Terra
1: Mystica. All right, I guess, like, oh yeah, we forgot to talk about that last week. All right, quick, yeah, so we did the escape room. This is f- the last... start. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing I'll say about the escape room or the exit game is that this is for people who really like these games. If you uh, are have played a bunch of these before and maybe you've said they're too easy and you're a tough guy, then try this one. It's a two parter. It's going to cost you a little bit more, but it's fun. There's some good answers. There's some good stuff to it.
0: Yeah, like the House of Riddles. <clears throat> like, like don't play that if you don't play the House of Riddles if you've played a bunch of them. Don't play
1: this one if you haven't played any. (laughs) Yeah, those are good extremes there. And they're not kidding. I think they figured out their difficulty scale because some of them were just all over the place. Um, And like Joel was saying, so I think it was two weeks ago, excuse me, I got to play Terra Mystica. That's my only, I think, second or third time I've ever played the game. And um, I I had a good time playing it. And I don't know what else to say about Terra Mystica. It's just one of the driest games you'll ever play. Yes. And you it's, gotta it's shuffle low. your beads around. It, yeah, yeah. It's it's I was talk, I was going on about um logistics with roads and boats and some other games where it's just like, are you into things turning into other things yeah. and shipping things over here to become things? Like I think that's what appeals to the Terra Mystica fans. And I'm, this isn't meant to be denigrating because I can understand why it's a popular game, but in general I find it a very dry bloodless experience that I think it's, it's neat seeing things set up or when you get things going nicely, because the whole point of the game for people who don't know is that you take on one of these factions in this fantasy world and you, everyone starts and the board is static, which is kind of an interesting choice. And you put something down and the whole point is you're trying to spread out your civilization, but each civilization prefers different type of ground. And if you are, let's say mermaids, you prefer water based areas and you have to turn grounds into the corresponding territory that you like and it costs you lots of resources to do that depending on how far away it is from you and you can make things better lots of upgrades, there's technology, there's all these different tracks, so many tracks in this game um, and there's a way more to it but it's it's just uh, this I think it's just boring and I don't throw that around lightly <laughs> yeah. Like I had a good time, we don't love get me wrong a lot of games. I love boring games but I think for me I'm just lo- sitting there and I'm Not looking at it and I think four players is just too many players for Terra Mystica. It, it feels like you're just not really excited the whole time, even though it does have some interaction. In the sense of it is a euro, I can't blow up anything of yours, but if I build next to you, you have the opportunity to spend VP to get power. Uh, and power is like magic stuff that you have to move from one pool to the other and then from that <laughs> yeah. pool to another pool and then it goes back to the beginning. That's <laughs> I don't like know the, the best example the pool of it. exists. Yeah.
2: It's like magic or power is really like. Powerful, it's really cool, but you're just like shifting your little bees yeah. between these three pools. It, it doesn't mean anything. And... and
1: I remember, I think we tried to learn it once at uh, the boardroom. Yep. rest in peace.
2: Rest
0: in peace, boardroom.
1: <laughs> and I remember, I think everyone was just looking at each other, going, "What is this game?" It's just, it felt like a parody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In Parks and Rec, you know, you have cones of Dunshire. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like you're kind of like, oh my god, because like at a high
2: level, it's so similar to like Small World. <laughs>
1: Like, wait, hold on. At a high level, it's so at, at
2: a high level, it is the same game as Small World. It's Why? a hex-based area control game where you play mystical, like yeah, fantasy so. factions. <laughs> but it <Thematically>. is. <laughs> seems but like you reduced it. It a bit. is so different. It's well, so boring. boring. I, agree. I agree. I don't. I'm not a yeah. huge Small World fan, but yeah. like it's interesting to see how. It's huge Small World. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I get that completely, and it's it's a neat game, and it it is it is one of those games that like. Do not voice this on people who are not like if you're if they're on the fence at all, don't do it because <laughs> you will not make friends with them. But if you, if anyone likes logistical games with a lot of moving parts, because that's what this game is, there's so much stuff to keep track of uh, and not in the sen- bookkeeping sense, but just more in the sense of like if I want to play this game properly, I'm paying attention to so many different things. Um, some of which are important some of which are less but uh, it's it's a cute game but it's just there's so much going on
2: there are it's a game that some people will absolutely love yes there's yeah. some huge Terra Mystico it's got in. a following yeah. for sure and it's we've like got terraforming
0: Mars
1: yeah well you know and it's those, kind of similar another hex right. based oh, <laughs> <laughs> heresy you don't even believe that <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Here's it. I'll throw my two cents in. Yeah. I was there at the first game of the boardroom and I was <clears throat> confused and didn't really like it, but I was willing to give it another try. The second time I played it was at Josh's and I hated it.
1: Did you play? It? I thought you played it at uh, Stefan's once too.
2: Maybe.
1: Anyway, either Maybe way, I you hated that it. one from my yeah. mind. Have you played it?
2: Uh yeah, I've played it a few times. Okay. Um, it's kind of bland. Yeah. I agree, a hundred percent. It's yep. fine. But I never want to play it. Yeah. Android's Dungeon does not recommend.
1: I, but I don't even know if I, mean, I can say that. That's the it's, thing.
2: Yeah, one of my good friends. It's one of his favorite games. Yeah. And we always go over. Maybe and he doesn't he know pulls it though. out and he wants to play <laughs> it. And I, and I'm like, well, I actually, actually, I brought I brought a new game. And everyone's yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> ooh, that one, that one.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> single tears on his face as he just puts, hope, <laughs>
0: hopefully, yeah, that's correct. still dust. Just puts the lid back on. The...
1: Well, I've got we've got Gaia Project, which I heard the reason I picked up was because I didn't mind Terra Mystica. It just wasn't didn't understand it, and picked up Gaia Project because it is. Terra Mystica two essentially, and it it's had in all space. the in space space, and it's got a random setup too. So um, I figured, okay, this is going to be, but all the same stuff is there essentially. Um, and one of my main issues, it's just a pain to set up. It's it mm-hmm. is, and I don't know if it works as well with two players. I think three is maybe the sweet spot because you're kind of bouncing. You, it's a tighter world, and you're actually benefiting from people building around you, and you want people to build around you, but um yeah it would be a questionable endorsement it's just like if you are remotely interested in logistic stuff and you don't mind a dry game that you may never play ever again when you buy it go ahead pick up terra mystica or gaia project but that's my two cents Yep, it's all
0: right that's our collective six cents it's it's fine it's not enough to buy terra mystica though
1: no Uh, and it's also not cheap both those games are kind of expensive. Terminus is like eighty bucks or more. Uh, Guy Project's like a hundred something. So yeah, you'd <laughs> be better served. Buying try something good. Try before you buy, I guess. But I don't know. Um, and I think the last thing I'll say before we go to our musical break is that yes, I have been playing The Witcher Three. Um, Because I'm one of those guys who started watching Netflix series and was like, "Okay, (laughs) let's go back to this." Sales of that game just shot up. Yeah, well, it was also over the Christmas break, so Steam sales on, so it's like twenty-two bucks for this whole (laughs) series.
2: Easy, I don't care. It's so cheap for the best game ever made. It's a bold claim, Harry. (laughs) Uh,
1: I am having fun with it, though. I feel like I've it's clicking more this time with me, Um, and. I I added a couple mods and Harry can weigh in and Joel as well mm. if you think this is uh, never... this is wrong. So the first mod because <clears throat> there's a list of like what they consider to be they like the I don't know the community, the community. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like <Yeah>. we <we're> both <laughs> uh, consider to be essential mods. One of and some of them may border on cheating depending on what you say. One of which no fall damage. Hmm. People were complaining that there're too many parts in Skillaga specifically. I'm not there yet where uh, your save files will thank you for not just like randomly falling off of spots, and because the fall damage from my perspective seemed to be enormous. Like, Geralt like step off <laughs> It's like, oh, there goes half my health. jeez Easy-board. I guess the
0: game isn't really designed to walk around and and avoid falling. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's a little not, it's janky. It's not really an exploration yeah. In the game. Yeah. There so definitely so when it happens. It sucks. Yeah,
1: and there are definitely a couple of times when I was trying to climb or do something, and it's like, usually he slides down. And it feels kind of satisfying because mm-hmm. it's like the game's trying to like, okay, this is absurd, but we're just gonna. Put you back down. Other times, it's just like, you, you, almost like you know, the physics wonks out and you bounce off of something. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> when <laughs> was the last time I saved? So anyway, no fall damage. Uh, one is, you can jump and waste high water because apparently oh, that was really frustrating. That uh, there are times really when you, hard to get out of water. Yeah, there's like you're kind of like trying to go somewhere wait for the spot where he'll mm, let. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you
2: gotta find those shallows.
1: The shallow zone. Um, these two are a little more controversial. <clears throat> one is always full XP. And apparently, if you do quests and you're too low level for them, the game reduces the XP you were given for them. And I didn't even know this was a thing. But this time it's like, I guess what they're trying to say with this mod is that if you are crazy enough to be doing this and you manage to either, um, let's say, persevere (laughs) through (laughs) an encounter, Get your take your XP, just get out of here. Versus the game's yeah. kind of saying, no, here's <laughs> like 20, go away. Play more thematically. F- play for yeah. more thematically. And the other is uh, legendary gear uh, levels up. So oh. this was based around the fact that you shouldn't be able to, it's kind of breaks the story a little bit thematically. If you pick up, like, I don't know, like this is a sword handed down from generations to generations. <laughs> <Like>, don't worry, <laughs> yeah, this bandit had something <laughs> out <Yeah>. here. <laughs> you that's you kill a pirate <laughs> and they have like
2: a... a uh, iron poker from a fire and it's like way better.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the whole point is like maybe cuz there are some fun unique weapons in the game so it's not just like instantly outclassed and you just like yeah, I'm going to break this. So,
2: yeah, throw it out. Cool. I'm you surprised ever... not to hear buff crossbow damage on there.
1: Mm. Is that a mod? That why X, like, why the,
2: bother? The why even try? Only mod I've ever installed. It's like there's one part mm. in the whole
0: yeah. game where you got to do it, and that's where the harpies are like... I, you know what?
1: I didn't realize how good it is when you're trying to swim somewhere and the drowners are harassing you. Yeah, I, you re- shoot them. Well, I initially thought, it's like, hold on, look at the damage on this. It's like 14. That's absurd. I'm, I'm going to be sitting there plinking for years, and then it turns out it's a one-hit kill on those things in the water. Mm. like, hmm, that worked out nicely. Yep. So it's extremely satisfying. Like, time slows down. Pock them, and then blood flows out of the water. So that's the only time I endorse it. Beautiful game, and yeah, it's fun. Uh, I'm about to go to Skellige. I think I just did. Uh, I did. I, I couldn't find this last time. That's this last thing, last, last last thing, time. I'll say. Yeah, it's, I'm almost at the part where I quit last time. Um, <laughs> I was doing. I was trying to find the uh, cat school gear, and a lot of those quests, like some of the levels, are crazy. And it's like, okay, I'm not supposed to be doing this now. Mm. But under Novigrad, you can go, and there's this little temple underneath there, and where you find out there's this. I guess it's a, um, a mage or wizard has been experimenting. He's captured another witcher, and he's been torturing him and feeding him poison and stuff, trying to figure out what the limits are and what the mutations can do. And uh, But when you encounter him, I guess, I don't know whether it's meant to be the witcher or it's the wizard who's gone crazy, but you have to fight this NPC who's got the same kind of moveset as, a, I don't know, a really powerful um, bandit, but it's like he's on fire or something when you're fighting him, and uh, you it was a fun little quest there. The, yes. Just a bit of story and interesting things, so... That's my Witcher story.
0: (laughs) So much in The Witcher, for sure. It's packed.
1: A lot of content. All right, musical break. We'll be back in a second. Stay tuned.
3: Take time with a wounded hand cause it likes to heal Take time with a wounded hand cause it likes to steal Take time with a wounded hand cause it Take time with a wounded hand, cause it likes to hear. Take time with a wounded hand, guess I like to steal. Take time with a wounded hand, cause it likes to
1: Keep going, Joel. Cause it
2: likes to steal, it likes to feel. This is the we, classic we 1993 s- classic, "Creep" by Radio. By, oh wait, by no. Joel <laughs> Bryant. <laughs> That's not right. Stone <laughs> Temple Pilots.
1: S T P. Scott Stapp. Is that actually searched, or is is that. The Creed
0: man. I searched S T P on YouTube and it came right up.
2: Oh really? I yeah. searched S T D and it just brought my face it's, up. It's the I second. Tra- I was
0: trying to play I C P, but
2: the second best song, uh, called "Creep." Our yeah. second, <laughs> second, second best. most well-known song mm-hmm. called "Creep," recorded Get and released in
0: 1992. Where want to my... well, Tell us about this playlist you got going. Oh, uh, I made a
2: 1993 best of 93 playlist. Kind of cheated. Yeah. Included songs that charted in 93, but were released in 92. Unacceptable. Or songs that were. Scott Weiland. That's what I was trying to say. Scott Weiland. You know, okay, this is this is crazy. <clears throat> so Mary Jane's Last Dance, that song by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yep. Yeah was recorded in 93 but not released it was it was recorded in 93 but the first time it was released to the public was on their greatest hits album weird
1: was it too controversial and
2: it's like their most famous song really yeah crazy anyway how do you release a new song on the greatest hits that's what i thought
1: well it's a great idea to get people to listen to your greatest hits album especially
2: except that the red hot chili peppers did the same thing they recorded a song in 93 and it wasn't released until the greatest hits album. which song yeah, we're not nearly as important. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not as nearly as good as give example. it away. It's funny. Yeah, Bryce, it's funny how uh, Long
1: Red Hot Chili Peppers have been around. It's not until you yeah. like look at their. Oh my God, they Those make music since stuff. the '80s and stuff. I don't know. Red Hot Chili Peppers are okay. It <laughs> um,
0: just gets softer and softer. Like YouTube. <laughs> like YouTube? What? <laughs> YouTube? Oh.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so before we left, we were talking about a boot. All the games we'd played recently. <clears throat> uh, so let's talk about a boot. The games we're gonna play in the future. Future games. It's <laughs> funny because it's a long future.
0: Twenty twenty, like really, there was nothing really we're looking forward to except for some reprints, some remakes. But uh, the big game that we're looking at now is like twenty twenty one. So what are we even yeah. doing in this year?
1: <laughs> well, there are a couple. there I think there's. I'm trying to think of the Kickstarter stuff. There's, D- D- Mocker, the that reprint is coming mm-hmm. out and. Uh, in john the hall company of john company but that won't be ready in 20, that'll be please, 2021 please And right. i think they're doing pax premier again as well Gen Con. um pax premier again not even well because the first one was, was a I huge
0: somebody was saying in april what for like the kickstarter release
1: yeah yeah but i'm just saying like it won't oh, be you not it's gonna be in your hands oh, it's not like they have a bunch sitting in the... a. <laughs> that would be a pre-order come, come on
0: they know that kickstarter is gonna succeed
1: well, but also, so we'll get to this in a second, but the, um, so there are a bunch of Kickstarters going on right now, which is apparently the best way to sell a game, because yep. why have any risk yourself when you can fund something that you know is going to make money? Even well-funded
2: well publishers are out there just Kickstarting games left and right. Shamelessly. You don't have to pay interest on a loan, right? But you don't have to pay interest <laughs> on other
0: people's money. And you can
1: just default on uh, Kickstarter and yeah. know you just have a bunch of angry people, but nobody's going to Kickstart in these games, I think. Uh, maybe one of them, but I'd be astounded if that happened. So, the big one that everyone is talking about right now is Oath Mm -hmm. by Mm. uh, our man, Cole Well. (laughs) And published by Leader Games. And if you look at it, you'd say, is this Route 2? What is going on with this? Because the art is identical. Yeah, Um, same artist. The theme, not so identical, but uh, it's making splashes. I think it was, let's just say this. I got the notification that the Kickstarter was live. Uh, by the time I had clicked the link to go look at the Kickstarter, it had already been funded and, by like two times or three times at that point, and the money was just like pouring in. So cool spinning. Visual. Yeah, it is a neat visual. I wonder if it's accurate if they're just, somebody's just eh, whatever. Just <laughs> make numbers spin. That feels good. Um, Harry, do you want to talk about Oath?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's maybe related to Root, like, wherein it's, it's a civilization game, I guess, although we'll get to that. Um, but root is kind of like one like one battle, one battle within the civilization game, this I guess because people people are playing as like overall factions. there is this interesting review that we read um, about the game um, where it's it talks about it in the context of being a civilization game or a hate letter to other civilization games. Um, and and also to legacy games. It seems like you are playing as factions and every game you sit down, and you're kind of fighting over area control and fighting over different ways to get victory points. There's various ways to win the game. Um, but uh, but it's not a legacy game in the context of you put stickers on things and you write on things. I think all you're doing is whoever wins the game gets to add faction-specific mm-hmm. cards to the uh, event Change deck. the deck, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what. So, what Harry pointed out there is kind of interesting of this idea of like it's it's not just going to be Seafall 2.0, as far yeah. as we know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. But the, in the the game, the review is taking digs at some of the other more popular <clears throat> legacy games out there in the sense that legacy elements kind of at times feel tacked on. And I think, um, I don't know, at this point, I'd say Pandemic Legacy has been the high point that mm-hmm. it was the most creative, and most interesting of the bunch. And then you go to something like Risk Legacy, which is like more just like. Okay, I write your name here. Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Tom. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. And then to other things where it's just become almost a punchline, like betrayal legacy, which nobody talks about anymore. Mm-mm. Did they talk about it initially? No, not really. Uh, Seafall, which is a punchline in itself, like of a, a horrible uh, game. Uh, but it was. Is it Rob Devoe? Is he the? Uh, uh, I'll have to look it up because his name's going to come up in a second um but yeah oath is a, a new game by cole whirley that's um, meant to be an amalgam of all these different things and it's shaping up to be probably one of the hottest games of 2021 i think when it comes yeah. out and just based on his pedigree that joel and i have played a bunch of his games harry's played uh, root and did you
2: play pax smear with us? i have not actually
1: okay we'll have to change that
2: was root like the first
0: game that like Got your attention as far as Cole Worley or did you know? Well, I owned
1: place? PAX Premier, the first edition really? or before I played oh. uh, Root. Um, but the first edition is just this little box that's just, it might as well just be a relic at this point because there's <laughs> no chance. In a, is it
0: like just the cards? Or what? It's
1: cards and it's got like borderline little tiddlywinks as no. like uh, the pieces and you just lay the cards out to form the map. And it's novel in the sense of like you. This is a very simple way to represent what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. But it's no, no, not in a million years would you play that over the, mm-hmm. the second edition. Um, but it's gonna, it's been funded. It's going to come out in twenty twenty one, and everyone's excited for it. So I have
0: another question about Cole Worley. How is he making so many like
2: really intense heavy games so fast? Feels like they must be John designs Clinton. that he had. Mm. Root got <clears throat> root got uh, produced to great success, um, and then maybe he had these designs that only needed some more fleshing out. Yeah, I guess he
0: already had Pax premier but John Company, like, when was that? When did John Company come out? It's
3: 2017.
0: So, <clears throat> seems like he's been prolific, and it's just it's it's not fair how good his things <laughs> are. <laughs> he's just too good.
1: Yeah, he's a very he's a how busy man. How does he do it? And uh, infamous traffic, which I haven't yet gotten to play yet, but it's another example of these games. So he's just he's a busy guy, and I think it's because he really does understand and really like this world of board game design. Mm-hmm. But he's also got that historical background where he enjoys blending history or themes throughout history into these gameplay elements and trying to recreate them, not in a totally one-for-one simulation aspect, but also these semi-abstract recreations. So
0: yeah, I like that the the. the uh the cute woodland theme of Root was almost a, another Afghanistan
1: battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Phew. <laughs> Might as well have been Pax Pamir. I don't know. Pax Pamir two, two. Uh, so anyway, so Oath, big one. Uh, the next one that has made a bit of a splash, or maybe a thud, depending on um, <laughs> what you look at, is Return to the Dark Tower, and it is definitely the flashier of the the bunch. And the whole gimmick of this is that I guess in the 80s they made a game called, I don't know if it was just The, the Dark Tower or what, but it's a board game that comes with a central gimmick of this giant electronic uh, plastic tower that you put in the center and it controls the fate of the players and mm. throws monsters and creates randomness and does evil things to you. Um, that in itself, big deal, whatever. It's a flashy, miniature-filled, overproduced board game run of the mill
0: I hope it's as thrilling and as fun as the gunslinger was <laughs>
1: don't don't I still got PTSD from... um, it's the designers that's interesting so you have uh, an, a little guy that you might know as Isaac Childress uh, famous for Gloomhaven Never obviously. Heard him. GH it, it was a small hit uh, <laughs> didn't make much noise but uh, so he's working on this and he's also designing it with uh, Rob DeVoe um, and I'm I'm just looking up right now because I'm fairly sure that Rob Devoe, <clears throat> Bobby, Bobby,
2: Bobby D, in
1: uh, Betrayal, Betrayal legacy. legacy. There it is. <laughs> That's
2: a lot of design credits. <laughs>
1: um, and <laughs> I think there's also <laughs> on there. So I'm pretty sure if I pull up Seafall, just give me a second here. Seafall <clears throat> 26. Oh man, time has passed. <laughs> Seafall, Rob DeVoe. Uh-oh. So you've got a little bit of a, a mixed bag with this one. So Isaac is this you god amongst best, men. Best of the best and, <laughs> and worst And then you of got the Rob doing, I'm not sure what, but uh, it's nothing against Rob. Hopefully not much. But uh, it's. But I recommend looking at the Kickstarter just because of the difference. So Oath isn't cheap. I think it's um, 100 bucks plus shipping, which isn't insane. 100, 100 plus. Return to the Dark Tower, I'm pretty sure the base is a game is going to cost you like 200 something us might be wrong but it is extremely expensive then you're paying extra 30 40 bucks in shipping for this thing the box i think is hilariously large because if you think about everything you got to do to fit this stuff in here Mm. um do you like minis do you like minis and i think that's where we've talked about that before this before on the show is that minis sell games to I don't want to say non-gamers, A but wider audience. A wider audience, uh, because nobody wants to look at chits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on, uh, on, if you're trying to sell a game that this price... Except for me. Yeah, right. So, Harry, how do you feel about these two Kickstars?
2: Yeah, I mean, I am interested in Oath, very interested in Oath. I, I will say about uh, Return to the Dark Tower that uh, <clears throat> if you look at, like, Isaac... Uh, you know, designer of Gloomhaven, his uh, other games, founders of Gloomhaven. I've and got both of them. So <laughs> you know, not, not that good. You've got no. founders? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kick-started
1: it. Was oh. it any good?
2: No. No? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I d- I it's d- fine. It's f- it, There's some fundamental errors in um, the, the way the game's laid out. That's the part of the issue. I, I anyway. debated
2: buying it only because it was on J&J's like, heavily discounted yes, clearance. Yes, it's rack, in the clearance section. Because which... I think they had overproduced it. Yeah. Speaking of games that nobody talks
0: about anymore, remember that game that Matt Leacock made that like looked interesting, but the design sucked?
1: The one from Gen Con? Everyone
0: was buying it at Gen Con, and then I haven't heard a word about it.
2: What was that game? Remind me, do you remember anything remember about the, the game? Name. Yeah, it had a very Ooh, yellow really made an impression. had a very
1: yellow player board oh, and you couldn't see anything. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that must have been the prototype though. Uh, no,
2: no that was that the was production the version of the game. game. No way. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I need to correct. It's US $125 for the basic copy of um <clears throat> Return of the Dark Tower, but everyone's going to go in for the 225. Yeah, for
0: thing. sure. Yeah. <laughs> just, Jamie, just Jamie wanna... can you bring up Matt
2: Leacock? Yeah. I'll pull it out this game. Just want to, yeah. So it's a uh, it's two designers, not guaranteed to be good. To be fair, Rob DeVoe was only uh, an artist
0: on Seafall, so he he wasn't he wasn't making that terrible.
1: It's his career. designer, Rob DeVoe. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, he is. Sorry, I could <laughs> only see the artist. Trying
1: to give him uh, too much credit or yeah. not enough credit? Is uh
2: is is design and artist the same as directed and starring? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Executive producer. Um, so it'll be era medieval age. Was era. It? Yeah, that's the one.
0: Yeah, yeah, we played it. Mm. It was actually fun. If you could see what uh your goods were going up on these charts, then it would have been a lot more fun. Oh my god, I'm
1: looking at it now. Yeah, yeah, look at that yellow. It's hideous. And,
0: like look at like that. There's actually imprints <laughs> there's, on it. There's writing on it. Like there's there's. And symbols you have to be able to numbers. know what they say, but you really just you can't. It know. looks
1: like something from 1983. <laughs> yeah, <Sure>. exactly. <laughs> But All it's a neat really design. Awesome. I kind of appreciate what's going on here, but it's just, oh, my. The pieces sure. going onto the board were really pretty. Yeah,
2: like, the, the, the idea behind this board is great, but uh, execution. It
1: looks kind of like Mastermind. You ever play that game? Mm. A little bit. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Joel, what are your thoughts?
0: Um, 100% I'm, like, sold already on, um, on Oath. What's the full title of Oath? Uh, give me two. Seconds. Oath, uh, something, something, something. Chronicles yeah.
1: of Empire and Exile. Yeah. Wait, is it? Yeah. That's the, by the, Patrick Leader. That's some some cojones on <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm
0: 100 like everything that uh, your spaceman Spiff, yeah. boy, Space said <laughs> <Why> <laughs> was not, like right? bang on. Yeah. This is my kind of game, and I, uh, <clears throat> the only thing that scares me is the prospect of having to get the same
2: people to come back every time so that you can mm-hmm. properly play it legacy style, which obviously Harry doesn't have a problem with. Yeah, we have a weekly board game group. It's the same four people, and yeah. I'm, this would be the perfect game for us. Yeah, for sure.
1: So you all this time and... Uh. The thing
2: is, it comes out in 2021, which is so far away.
1: Yeah, there's there's plenty of time for life to that's slow the, down. The, that's <laughs> the other scary part. It's like, yeah. oh, where will things go in 2021? <laughs> Well, maybe this will be a nuclear wasteland and I'll be fighting mutants, too, for my copy of Oath. We'll
2: be hiding in our cave, playing over uh, an old, ratty <laughs> copy of Oath. Yeah.
1: It's just a newspaper that we've drawn on. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> the legacy. We're playing Captain Sonar with just
1: <laughs> chunks of cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, sitting at, sitting at 751,000. What uh, was their goal? Uh, something lame. Six. 65,000. Oh, wow. This is Canadian, by the way, so took, the U.S. figure is probably took almost
2: like nothing for them to... to like produce it. What a joke! Yeah. In
0: yeah. case you were concerned that you know, like the most Not popular gonna make game it. of twenty seventeen was gonna have a failed sequel, it's, it looks like it's it's gonna make it,
1: folks. Yeah. So anyway, that those are the games that uh, I, I'm fairly confident you'll be hearing a lot about, for better or for worse. Oath for sure mm-hmm. in the hobbyist circle, like the people that know. <clears throat> The people that know Cole Worley by name and really are excited for his designs will be sitting there going, oh, can't, can't wait for this, wait for, for sure. this. Return of Dark Tower is going to be that thing that I think, like at the Kickstarter for it was they're up to $2.3 million in their Kickstarter, That's which crazy. is
2: makes perfect sense. Why not? I will add, if I can, two things. Yep. The first thing is uh, I was reviewing uh, uh, the Dice Tower. They had top 10 games of 2019. Uh, And in one of the members of the Dice Tower, one of their top 10 games was... Hold on. I'm not there yet. (laughs) No, go on. One of their top 10 games was the Funko Pop game, which apparently is really good. The Didn't Funko Pop
0: strategy, yeah.
2: So Apparently just, it's amazing. I guess, I mean, like, there's this whole miniature Funko Pop thing to, yeah. to, to draw in money, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad game.
1: Well, and that's it. There there are issues with licensed games where I think most of the time we've been, like, we grew up when license equals crap. It's meant to be oh, yeah. shoveled out, tied in with something, and it's just, like, meant to trick you. It's mostly the case. It's <laughs> mostly the case, true. Like, you, how many times do you walk and see Walking Dead stuff and you just, your eyes glaze over, you oh, instantly yeah. disregard it. Or
2: you, if you go out and you see a licensed trading card game. <clears throat> Get me out of here. Except for DC. <laughs> 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 um,
1: zombies, Cthulhu. There's a couple things that are just like instant red flags where you just typically ignore it. But there are cases where, who knows, I, I don't know anything about the Funko Pop thing, but maybe they partnered with somebody who actually knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, we, here's the thing. You just got to have Funko Pops. And <laughs> <he's> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. easy. All right, yeah. And who knows, turned into yeah.
0: You're probably right. There probably wasn't Funko Pop that came up with that game. It was probably somebody who was like, "I have a really good idea for a game," mm-hmm. and then Funko Pop was like, "Yeah, we'll buy it."
1: Funko Verse strategy game. I'm seeing a seven point seven on the Geek. To be um, fair,
0: like it also has disappeared from people talking about it. But for sure, it has. People liked it at the
2: time. Well, yeah. Apparently, it's like fine. And you know, if if you really like the miniatures and the gameplay is fine, then hey, eh, maybe it's alright.
1: Well, yeah, like I don't think any of us are going to be <laughs> poo-pooing a game because I don't want to play the Funko Pop. Yeah, People, that yeah, game's yeah. fantastic.
2: For sure. Before we go,
0: Jack, you want <clears throat> to mention what we're going to try to play this weekend?
1: So I think uh, assuming that God does not come down from heaven and just freeze Earth and Ragnarok. Blast us. Um, the, we're going to try Civ on <clears throat> Saturday. Which is the veterans game.
0: Another tight six player game.
1: Tight six player game, Assume, hopefully. And uh, that'll be interesting. I think. Uh, did we decide whether we're going to use buildings or not?
0: We are trying the buildings. Okay.
1: Oh. It may, maybe it'll be a game day. <laughs> <reversal>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll wait see, for the call on we'll the take field, too. The
0: enthusiasm is waning.
1: It, it was never there for me. But anyway. Uh, and then on Sunday, uh, we are going to Toronto, and hopefully, we're going to get to play Dune. Assuming yep. everything kind of comes together on that
0: um,
1: one, The H. <laughs> Jesur, the Ben A make a return. So it's gonna be a busy weekend of gaming. Uh, Harry, do you have any plans?
2: Uh, no. I will be going skiing on Sunday. <laughs> <We are. laughs> this uh, guy. <laughs> I will be engaging in physical activity in the outdoors. I know <laughs> it's terrible. Where are you skiing? Uh, probably just going to Blue Mountain or Craigleaf. We'll see. And in, how many in, board games are you bringing to? Region. Uh, probably zero. <laughs> I know. We'll be spending what? most of it. uh on the slopes Uh, I will add I guess I wanted to include in upcoming games the only game I've seen that is scheduled to come out in 2019 that I'm excited about is Mariposa's Emily Hargrave game which is kind of exciting same designer as Wingspan it's like
0: did you like Elizabeth Hargrave
2: yeah. Did you like the birds? Yeah, here's oh, butterflies. I want some butterflies. They who also who doesn't games. like butterflies?
1: Adorable theme. Different think,
2: publisher. Not. Uh, I'm yeah. surprised
1: it's not another Stone Mayor. Thing. I think that
2: she also has another game coming out from a third publisher.
1: Easy. So I think she's just signing Easy. left and right after Wingsman. It makes me a little worried. But, uh, she signed to our games. Yeah,
2: it's true. It's
1: pretty cool. All right. Then keep an eye out for Mariposa. Uh, and until then, I am Jack.
2: I'm Joel. And I'm Harry.
1: Thank you for listening. Stay tuned to CFRU. And... Have a good day. Goodbye.